Well, we are living in a material world, and I am... Well, actually, I don't like it. I don't like the material world that we're living in. So today we're talking about capitalism. We're talking about greed. We're talking about socialism. What does it all mean and what does it mean for us? Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to Church Public, where we look at the intersection of faith and culture. Check us out at churchpublic.com, iTunes, Spotify, Insta. Facebook Church Public is where you can find us there. Today we're looking at the material versus the spiritual capitalism, socialism. Um, we capitalism. I mean, you're hearing all over the place that it's bad. Is it is it wrong to be a capitalist? Is it so bad? So is that why we need to all go to socialist and equal the outcomes or make equality or equity or all these different words and we hear all these different things i did a whole episode about equality and equity and socialism but today we're kind of drilling in on capitalism because if socialism is bad then is capitalism good well let's let's look at these just a little bit and and again kind of to remember and to to get our minds around what we're talking about in socialism socialism is being forced to give what you have to those that don't have essentially that's what it is and then communism is the system of force that applies socialism as an economy to the world super simple explanation Uh, there's a lot more to it but but in general that's kind of how it is you're divided into different classes the haves and the have-nots or in more modern and current terms into identity groups and we've talked a lot about identity groups in the past whether it is your race or skin color or gender or lack of gender or whatever it is that we're talking about that you believe makes you you that then differentiates you from somebody else and so one of the people has more and one has less and we have to even that outcome so again same idea Um, it's just an identity socialism or cultural marxism it goes by a lot of different names at this point But what I want to drill into in a more spiritual sense is that socialism, kind of as we've talked about it, really is about being forced to stop sinning. And in Christian terms, what sinning is, is making mistakes or injury or hurting other people. So socialism really wants to force you to stop sinning by stopping you from being greedy. It stops you from being selfish because what I'll do for you, because I'm good, is I'm going to take all your money, I'm going to take all your stuff and give it to the people that don't have the money and don't have the stuff. That's what socialism essentially does. And again, it applies whether you're talking about classes of people, rich people, poor people, or identity groups of people, certain races, skin colors, genders, etc. It all makes the same point because if you have it, then you need to give it and I, as the as the benefactor, I'm going to come in and tell you who you need to give this to. The only thing, the only problem to remember in this worldview is the people taking the money away are just as sinful as you are and just as sinful as everybody else. So they're just taking your money away and spending it however they want instead of letting you spend it however you want because somehow, in their minds, they're less sinful than you and they have some credibility that gives them less sin and higher status than you do. And this is what you see all over the country in identity politics. You see it all over the country, even through this election. There's a lot of things. I'm not going to get into too much of election today, but um, this is the problem. And, And this is the problem with socialism is, well, if you're saying you know best, 
then what makes you qualified to know best? And you can get into lots of arguments about that. Ultimately, though, the question is, do you force me to be generous, to be loving to my neighbor, or do I come to that generosity on my own? So in contrast to socialism, and and maybe because of capitalism, but you hear about capitalism, and you're hearing capitalism, 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 because uh, you have people who are pushing socialism, and then you have the people who have been doing or, or, or using capitalism for a long time saying, no, no, capitalism is better. And it's because, in a lot of ways, capitalism is the opposite of socialism. Capitalism says you have control over your stuff and money, and you use it to grow your wealth. And to grow your wealth, you grow your business, you grow your competition, you get more wealthy. Others get more wealthy, too, because you give them jobs, and you give them goods, and you give them services they would not have otherwise had without this freedom to work hard and earn as much as you can. And so, when you talk about, is capitalism good? Well, we'll get to that in a second, but ultimately, capitalism is this kind of utilitarian philosophy of greed. In other words, it takes greed, which is in itself bad, but it harnesses this power of greed for the greater good, and it prospers not only you, but those in the community, and thereby the country, and even beyond. Through capitalism, in fact, in the last uh, decades and uh, uh, centuries, Poverty in the entire world has decreased, especially because of America and the capitalism in America. The, the capitalism in America has raised the overall bar. Um, it, you know, you hear a rising tide rises all ships, right? Um, and that's kind of what has happened. As people have used capitalism and harnessed this idea of getting more and more, uh, they have benefited benefited. And those around them have benefited through being employees, through being shareholders um, and other businesses and then competing businesses and competing to get the best business and and growing and, and those types of things. And, and it is and can be a force for growing, ultimately uh, a force for good in the world. And it can eliminate things like poverty and sickness and, and those types of elements. But uh, no, I'll, I'll say it now. Capitalism is not, in fact, a good, and it's not the savior of the world. It's just better as a system than socialism. The best system, we'll talk about in a little bit, but unfortunately in this world, it's very difficult to do because, as I've said many times, and we'll say more times, we are, by nature, broken, and we are, by nature, selfish and greedy, and so we have to figure out how to harness that. We have to figure out how to get rid of that, um, and that's the ultimate goal. But when we're talking about systems of government and economy, is it better to by force take what you have and give it to someone that doesn't or by law to keep the government out of your business to let you make as much as you can so that your neighbor can make as much as they can and on and on and on. So again, the whole tide rises and, and the economy of everyone goes up. So again, capitalism on itself is not necessarily good. It's just better than other options that we have at the moment. Because as we see, and I'll point out a couple examples, capitalism can be very bad when it's on its end and when it reaches its ultimate um, ultimate conclusion. And, and it will when left unchecked because capitalism is not 
moral or immoral, really. It just is a mechanism to get from one place to another in an economy. So capitalism on its own, when left to its own devices and when left to the devices of selfish people guiding it, it can become overly greedy uh, in a big way. For instance, having child workers or slave labor in, in some countries in China or wherever for a huge corporation is actually good for capitalism because it makes more for less. But of course, that's terribly immoral and evil. There's no good system that could do that because that's an immoral act in terms of humanity. Uh, you should never force people to work for you. Again, we've, we, we talked about that um, before. And so capitalism, when left to itself and when extended to the end of its, its greed, is terribly immoral as well. And that's probably why, if I, if I make an editorial comment about it, so many people are proponents of socialism because socialism feels better because it feels like you're helping those that are oppressed. And that may be true, but in order to do that, you impose this tyrannical system that then ends up actually being bad, not just for those that you're taking from, but everybody, because that lowers the tide for everybody. And you can see that currently in countries like Venezuela, um, and you've seen it in uh, Russia and in other places where they've they've tried this other type of economy that just doesn't work. So the fight we're really in is a moral fight, and it's really about materialism. It's really not about socialism or capitalism, though you hear it in those terms, and sometimes we have to talk about it in those terms. It's really about being material. That's why I started out this with a quote from a song, We're Living in a Material World, and that is so true. Now, the next line in that song is, I'm a material girl. Obviously, that doesn't make sense for me to say, So, um, but the 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 writer of that song, Madonna, who, who wrote that and, and said she was just basically living into the system that was created in this material world when she wrote that song, it's a funny line, but it actually has a lot of truth to it because materialism says you have to have more things and you have to have more stuff and your value is based on how much stuff you have. And materialism strives to equal out who has the stuff? If you have too much stuff, you have to give your stuff to someone else. And that's how we get to socialism because you see the injustice of material. And if your worldview is based on the material, then obviously your conclusion is we have to even out the material. And so material and materialism has to lead to this place where there's no absolute truth. And you've seen that in this culture as well because things then become more important than people. If stuff is the goal and having stuff is the goal and you have to have enough stuff is the goal, materialism as a worldview, as a, as a, almost a religion says, if you have enough stuff, then you are in a good place and then you will be happy. And you have to equal out these outcomes or else the world, the system is itself immoral and evil. Now, Christianity, as some of you know, it doesn't say that stuff is evil, but it says that we are broken and we have a tendency to do evil. And Christianity says that Jesus came not to fix the outcome for you of your stuff or your money, but to fix the outcome of your soul, to fix the outcome of your eternity. My brokenness will result in bad decisions and it will hurt those I love. And yours, your brokenness will do the same. 
Christ wants to fill you with his grace, his truth, so that you act lovingly to those in your life, both your friends and those that aren't that friendly to you. If there is truth in contrast to materialism, people are excluded and that doesn't feel right. For instance, if Christianity says you shouldn't lie or cheat or steal, or more particularly, if it says getting drunk is wrong or that being in a homosexual relationship is wrong or killing babies is wrong, then people become excluded. Because if you want to do those activities, then you're doing something that the worldview of Christianity or Jesus himself says is wrong. And so then you're excluding people and material pursuit cannot exclude people. This is the journey, the goal of inclusion. Everyone has to be included and you can't exclude anyone from this worldview. And that is why then you have to eliminate the truth because if there is truth and there is absolute, then some people are excluded because you can't do anything you want in a system with truth. You have to remove the truth so then you can do any action you want and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter who you hurt. And we see this now every day. Even over this weekend, a group of people were eating in a restaurant in in Washington, D.C. And a group of Antifa, BLM Inc. threw fireworks, like full-size, full-range, exploding fireworks at this group of people just eating. And the news didn't really care. And that's normal behavior because this group of people perpetrating this so-called offense is oppressed so the scales must be equaled out and the pain and hurt to other people doesn't matter only the outcome of stuff the outcome of equality matters so it's okay that there are actions of violence or actions of injury until you get to this place where the equality the equality of outcome the equality of stuff the equality of material is achieved Christianity, by contrast, says the person matters way more than the stuff, eternally more than the stuff. To hurt another person for any reason is a sin because that injures a child of God and that insults God himself. And, you know, when you turn it back and say, yeah, but I'm injured. Yeah, I I hear that. I get that. But we all are injured in certain ways. And really, the, the fact is, it's about what you do and God wants to change what you do so that you don't injure people anymore for months and months and months we've heard about these peaceful you know so-called peaceful protests and burning cities down and and that's excused because it's just stuff that the people in the city have that I want to have or or stuff that I don't have so if I don't have it. You can't have it either. And so that's the end result of materialism. If you have stuff and I don't have stuff, you shouldn't have stuff either. And so that kind of behavior, that kind of violence is excused and not even called violence at that point. And and we've heard that over and over again in cities across America and in fact across the world. But we'll try to stick to America in this discussion. Christianity, instead of taking, seeks to give. And, and even in reality, though, it, it's not about the, the, quote, church. It's about the Christian. It's about the individual. Don't hear me wrong. The body of Christ is ultimately important. But your relationship with Christ, your generosity, your love to others is about your heart. 
We multiply our effect as a church when we bring our gifts together, and then it grows exponentially. But this idea stands in opposition to socialism, materialism, which forces you to love your neighbor. Again, as I said at the beginning, the idea of socialism, this idea of materialism is forcing you to not sin, forcing you to love. And as we all know, being forced to love is not actually love. Christianity instead uh, wants us to see, wants God to see what we were made to be. God created us in a certain way, to act in a certain way. And that way is spelled out clearly in the Bible and confirmed by the Spirit. And that actually gives us more freedom, not less freedom. Materialism says people must be changed into what we want them to be. And you hear this over and over again. And you've seen it in the in the media. I remember a story from earlier this summer where a lady was sitting in a a restaurant eating and a whole crowd, I would say mob, gathered around her with their fists in the air chanting and were forcing her to chant with them. And she wouldn't, and they got more and more enraged. Again, so this world, this material world, wants to force you to do the thing that they think you should do. And Christianity, instead of that outside-in perspective says, no, you were created in such a way to be in God's image. And you were created in such a way by God to do good works in advance. And you were created in such a way as God wants to enter your life and change your heart so that you can love others and you can show them love. And you don't have to chant and you don't have to scream and you don't have to throw things at people, but instead you can love them and find them where they are and show love to them. And it is exactly the opposite of this material world and what it wants you to do. Because again, this material world wants to force you to do what is right. And God wants to show you what is right and give you the tools to do it. Like the fruit of the Spirit, which we've talked about uh, more than once. Materialism says you'll be happy if you have enough stuff. That's the whole goal. Happiness. You'll be happy if you have enough stuff. If you look to your left, if you look to your right, and your neighbor has the same, then you will feel happy. Christianity says that just doesn't work. The stuff, the money, the power, it doesn't last. It doesn't satisfy. Um, I remember famously Jim Carrey, the actor, said, I hope everybody gets all the money, all the fame that they could ever want, and then realizes it doesn't It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't get them anywhere. Um and there are people who have gone through that journey and realized that is not the answer. If you go after the heart of God, if you, as Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God, in other words, the things of God and, and God's way, everything else will be taken care of. You may get stuff, you may get money, you may get power, but it won't really even make that much difference because you're actually satisfied in your soul. Paul says, whether I have a lot or whether I have a little, it doesn't matter. I am content in the Lord. And contentment is such a unused phrase these days. When was the last time you turned on the TV and someone said, I am really content with my circumstances right now? (laughs) Never. Probably never heard that on the television, maybe if you're watching a sermon. But other than that, uh, no one says that on the news. It says, you don't have enough. You need a new phone. You need a new car. You need a new house. You need new clothes. You need a new everything because you are in yourself not 
good enough. That's what the TV, the media, the world is telling you. You are not enough until you have enough of things, enough of stuff. And and then it says, and if you look at your neighbor and they have more, they should have less. Or if you look at your neighbor and they have less, then they have more and you need to give it to them. And that is the material world that we live in. And God says, no, it's not about the stuff at all. It's about your heart. It's about your soul. And this is why they don't want you to speak your mind. If you challenge this material worldview, you endanger this whole system. If people were to find out there is more to this world than the stuff they get or the status they have, they don't need the people in power anymore, and the people in power are terrified of that. You see it in Twitter. You see it in Facebook. Twitter continues to censor what they don't want others to hear. Facebook is silencing voices they don't agree with and don't agree with this material worldview. The media has continuously lied about basically everything, including the election, the virus, the president, perhaps everything else i don't know they want you to be scared and dependent on them if instead you have a mind of your own if you follow a different master if you follow this omnipotent sovereign loving god and you don't need the media the politicians the celebrity to tell you what to do or what to say or what sign to put up on your lawn then they become irrelevant and they are fighting tooth and nail to hold on to that i'll give you one more example brian stelter on cnn had a guest talking about how people have been leaving Twitter and Facebook um, and are going to a couple of new media sites. And uh, people have been joining these other sites that the sites promise not to censor them. The sites are made. The whole point of the sites, these new social media uh, and sharing sites, are that they won't be censored. And and people are going there by droves. They're exploding. Um, And... Stelter and and his guest, Stelter said, this is not good for America. And his guest said, this is not good for democracy. So what I'm hearing from the media is speaking your opinion is not good for democracy. Going to a platform where the platform is not going to censor you is not good for democracy. Well, I guess I have news for them. Censoring speech, forcing people to act how you want them to act, forcing people to say what you want them to say. That's actually not democracy. That is, in fact, tyranny. And that is where most of the media, the politicians, the celebrities, the academy, the colleges, all want us to go. If this year has shown us one thing, it's that this world is in a spiritual battle and the power of this world is alluring and it is deceptive and God is separating people who really follow him and those that don't. You have to choose today who you will live for, God or this world. And I'll end with Joshua. Um, who was the successor of Moses in his great journey. And Joshua, when he came to a similar point in in society, when, when he and others that followed God had to make a decision, said, you need to choose what you will do today. But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I hope you make a similar choice. Thank you for tuning in. As always, God bless and keep the faith. Thanks again for joining us at Church Public. Check us out at churchpublic.com, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, as long as they'll have us. And as always, keep the faith.